really warm welcome to the teaching ministry of New Life Church Crawley. We're a multicultural, intergenerational church. And we believe in the gospel of Christ. We believe in spreading his love through his word and through his works. We really hope that you enjoy what you hear today. We'd love for you to connect with us via the usual social media outlets, such as Facebook or on our website. Such powerful words of what God's calling us to be as a church. I think that's an amazing um, hymn. I think the words really show what God's trying to tell us this morning on our Safeguarding Sunday. So um, we're going to open the stream and a big welcome to anybody that's watching online. It's really good to see you. It's a special service today. It's our Safeguarding Sunday. And so we are exploring the sort of church that God wants us to be and how he wants us to care particularly for the vulnerable. So we're thinking of that. Let's just pray. Oh, Father God, we thank you so much that you see and you care about everybody. And Lord, we long to be a church that does the same. And so we really do pray that you will challenge us this morning to be your light. We pray that you will challenge us to be your safe haven where people can come and experience freedom and joy and love in a way that maybe they never have before. So we thank you for who you are and we pray that you will help us to every day become more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ed Sheeran wrote a song called Castle on the Hill. And the song was based around when he used to go home to see his grandparents. And he used to drive home and he would see lights on a hill as he was going towards it. And it really brought a, a sense of warmth, a sense of comfort as he went to where he knew he was loved. I've experienced that. So Niall, as some of you know, is from Northern Ireland. Oh, I thought that we were going to get a yay or a something, but no. Um, from Northern Ireland. And we used to travel over there very, very frequently, particularly when the children were small. Travelling over to Ireland on a plane with four small children was rather stressful. And so we would go over there. We would get off the plane. We had to queue up to get our car rental. Any of you that have been to the Belfast airports, they're not the most organised. <laughs> See, David every week can stand up here and talk about the English. This is my chance. <laughs> so, we would get off the plane, we would queue up for our car rental and we would travel, normally through the dark, and we'd travel quite a way on the most awful roads to get to Nars' mum and dad's. And they literally did used to live up on a hill. And we would get to the bottom of the hill and you would see the lights on in this house. And I knew that it was going to be warm. There would probably be a really big fry up. And you'd go in there and you would be comforted. That is what I think the castle on the hill is about. And if you think about the series that we've just done, the series on the Beatitudes, we said that the aim of that series was to recalibrate ourselves as a church family and as individuals to live beautifully in a broken world. And that's what I think Safeguarding Sunday is about. Let's just read on a little bit 
from Matthew, in Matthew 5. So the Beatitudes, as we know, are find, found in Matthew 5. Really, really important sermon that Jesus gave, basically showing us how we should be living. And I just want to read on from verse 13, because it says, You are the world's seasoning to make it tolerable. That's to make the world tolerable. If you lose your flavour, what will happen to the world? You are the world's light, a city on a hill, glowing for all to see. Don't hide your light, let it shine for all. And that's what we're going to be thinking about this morning. Because if we're going to live beautifully in a broken world, we have to be that light on the hill. Individually, but more importantly, as a church. And we're going to use Psalm 23 to think about what God might be saying to us as a church. Because I think it shows us really, really well what God wants his church to be. If we can have the next slide, Bethany, that would be good. I found this quote and I thought this was wonderful. It summed up what we're trying to explore today. You are like a city on the hill. You can't be hidden out of sight in any way. Beautify your environment and your influence will be seen from afar. Beautify your environment and your influence will be seen from afar. That's what we should be doing as a church. So what does God want his church to be? The first thing I think that God wants his church to be is refreshing. And Theo's going to come up and do a reading for us. Because at the beginning of Psalm 23, I think it really sums up what God's church should be like, particularly to those people that are coming in from the outside. So while Theo reads, I want you to close your eyes, listen to the words... And think, what is God, what picture is God giving me, what word is God giving me through what Theo's reading? The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in, in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right paths, bringing honour to his name. Fantastic. I wonder what word... What picture came into your head? Is anybody prepared to share for us? Anybody going to share what words, what pictures came into your heads while Theo was reading that? Hello, gorgeous. You're very quiet. That's very unlike you. No words? Do you want to go and take the microphone to people that put their hands up? Go over to Musa first and then to Mike. I had a picture of a beautiful waterfall, just continuous with water, feeling refreshed and very, like, so powerful. Uh, just the word leads, really, that God leads us. Uh, I had a... Uh, picture of a lovely warm cozy blanket I had a picture of a very green like place with lots of trees and stuff Um, the word which stuck is the shepherd because I come from the place where we look after animals, cows. So a shepherd is always there whether it's raining or whether it's 
the shepherd will always look after. So I know that whatever or wherever I am or however I feel, the shepherd is always with me. I'm not, did, Darcy, did you have it? Sorry, Thea, I'll just come and do Darcy. I mentioned that I was walking on the beach um, and the sand soaking into my feet. Fantastic. Isn't it amazing how we've all got those special places that are really precious to us? And I wonder if any of those words would resonate with people out there about what the church is. I wonder what they would say the church is. I wonder if it, they would see it as a time of refreshing, a time of renewing, a time of all those things that you've talked about. And I thought it'd be really interesting to look up what the opposite of refreshed is, because the Bible mentions God being refreshing over and over again. So I looked up what the opposite of refresh is, and the word suppress came. Isn't that really interesting? Absolutely, because I think that's exactly what the devil wants to do. He wants to suppress the church. He wants to make the church from the outside look really uninvited opposite of all those words that you've just shared. Also, I dare to say, some churches can be suppressing. I've been into services where I've come out more depressed than I went in and because they just haven't got the life. Definitely can't be said of this church. Do you know what's really sad, and you can sack me after this, there are at least three people this morning that when I sat down, I thought I'm not sitting next to them because they're going to make me laugh. And, and I'll tell you something else. Sue, last week, made me laugh during the service. Not only made me laugh, but then told David afterwards that I was laughing during his word. So if you want to have a safe service, don't sit next to Sue. Because I do think sometimes we forget that joy is actually one of the gifts of the Spirit. God longs for us to be a joyous church. It doesn't mean that everything's right. It doesn't mean that everything's perfect. But if we've got joy and we're shining that from the hill, that's what the world needs to see. And also, God delights in us. There's so many times that life can just feel so hard. We need to remember that God delights in us. I had a moment on a course that I was doing where that really, really struck me because it was talking about how God sees us as the freshly fallen snow. And I looked out the window and I saw literally snowflakes coming down. And I thought those snowflakes are twirling and whirling around. Each one's individual, but each one is amazingly made. That's how God sees us. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Joy is what the church needs. We really, really do, because that's what people out there need. I think that's an amazing truth that needs to be shared. We shouldn't be keeping that to ourselves. We shouldn't be having a joyous, wonderful time in here and forgetting about what's going on out there. Because if we're that castle on the hill, our job is to shine that light down. The analogy of a castle on the hill is not to make it unreachable. It's not to put it up there so it's just a club for the elite few. It's so that the light shines down so much that everybody else wants to go. That's the analogy of the castle on the hill. And that's why as a church we put so much energy 
into things like little stars, cosmic comets, Burley's Wood, the evangelism team. All those outreach things are so important because when people come into the church or we go out to um, minister, if they see joy, if they see love, if they see peace, they're going to want it. That's how we shine God's love. If you really want to see people being refreshed, come and have a look at Cosmic Comets because it is bonkers. It is absolutely mad. But those children know how to enjoy themselves. It's no coincidence that Jesus said, come as little children. Because they really do, except when you see them bouncing around and singing, they know how to worship. They are actually, our church children are evangelising through Cosmic Comets. Charlie and Harry have made friends with two people that come to Cosmic Comets every week. When they came to the light party, other people knew them as well and they're bringing them in. They, those children now want to come into the church because our children are evangelising. So things like Cosmic Comets are so important and we really, really do appreciate all those people, all those leaders that really give up their time and their energy and their effort to do all those things. And so we really felt this morning that it was important that we pray for you. For those people that are part of those teams that are evangelising and reaching out, we really want to pray for you as a church today. And it's really funny because I did tell some of the children's leaders that we were going to pray for them this morning and lots of them aren't here. So I think that they, they realise that. But we will pray for them anyway. But what I'm going to ask you, and we very rarely do this, but I really feel this is important this morning. If you are part of the Burleys Wood team, the evangelism team, Little Stars, Cosmic Comets, anything else that is doing that out outreach, can I just ask you to stand up? So just stand up from where you are. And children, you have got a really important role here because I have experienced firsthand the power of children's prayers. And so children, I'm going to ask you if you could go to somebody that's standing up and pray for them. If you want to, you can put their ha your hand on their shoulder or on their hand and pray for them. But just pray for them that they have the energy and that God really uses them to carry on spreading his word. And the rest of the church, we're also just going to have a time of prayer. You can pray out loud in unison. We're not going to go around with the microphone. But let's really pray for these people as they are our castle on the hill showing God's light. So if you would like to just reach out your hands to people that are near you, children, find someone to pray with, and let's just pray for these people. Oh, Father God, we thank you for the privilege of shining your light. We pray that you will bless every single person within this church body. We particularly pray for those people that serve on those teams that are doing that outreach. We pray that you will energise them, that you will just flow through them, that they will be such a light for you that nobody can ignore it. And so we thank you for them and we place them into your hands in Jesus' name. Amen. Brilliant. If you'd like to sit down. Thank you. Okay, the next thing that I think God wants his church to be is responsible. And Darcy's going to come up. Is Darcy back now? No, she's somewhere, so I'll have to do it. Um, our packs today, children, you're going to be making a fridge magnet. Because we really felt that Psalm 23 was important this morning. And so we want you to have a magnet that's got the whole of the words of Psalm 23 in it 
for you to put on your fridge to show and remember all week that God is with you. So the packs have got everything in it you need. At the back, the magnets are there and um, some tape if you need it. So I'm sure Faith will be able to run around and help you with that as well. But children, we're going to give the activity packs out now. And I want you to make that fridge magnet while we talk about how God's church needs to be responsible. And Faith's just going to read the next part of our psalm to us. Good morning, church. So I'm reading Psalm 23, verse 4. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close by my side. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Amen. I wonder what word came to you with those words. When I was reading that, the word that came to me was trust. Because we know that we can trust God. But if we really are going to be representing God, people need to be able to trust us. And I'm going to share a statistic with you that really, really shocked me. Really shocked me in the week. Because in 2021, they did a survey and they were asking people on the outside who they trusted. How many people trusted. And they gave them different scenarios. And so they asked how many people trusted the government. So bear in mind this was 2021. Think about all that was happening around then. 49% of the people asked said they trusted the government. 49%. That means 51% didn't. They asked the same question with the same people about the church. Did they trust the church? Did they trust the leadership of the church? I wonder how many people you think said they did. 41% said they trusted the church. Less people trusted the church than trusted the government. I found that so, so sad. So sad. And so I was thinking about what the reason might be for that and why people might not trust the church. And I think there's a number of reasons. And I think the first reason is because in the past and sometimes still now, there is a history of abuse of power and authority. The authority and the power within the church has been used in ways it never should have been. We're not going to go into any details, but Bev mentioned it earlier on as well, that sometimes the church has acted in a way that it definitely shouldn't have done. But what's been even sadder is the way that churches have tried to cover it up. Churches have not been open about what's gone on. And honestly, there are so many films that you can watch now. There's a film called Spotlight, which really sadly shows how much damage the church did over in America. There's also lots of films about how, um, particularly over in Ireland, where children were taken from uh, women and the damage that that has done. The church has done damage. Because we're churches made up of human beings, we're never, ever going to be immune to sin because we're all human and so we are going to mess up but what we need to do is make sure that our church is a safe and an open place where everybody is accountable and that's why Bev's role is so important because we do make sure that our vulnerable are protected. I think another reason 
why the church isn't trusted is because it fights with itself. Let's have a look at Galatians 5, verse 15. If you are always biting and devouring each other, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. Aren't they powerful words? But Paul had to write that to the church. Paul was writing that to the people of the church because people were backstabbing. People were uh, gossiping about each other. People were not living in the unity that the church is called to be. That is really dangerous. Think of that castle on the hill. If all people see is the church fighting, we are not representing Jesus. That's why actually the leaders of this church take unity so seriously. Because it doesn't just damage us as a church. It damages Jesus' reputation. And that's quite serious. So unity is really, really important. And I found this video that I think sums it up beautifully. So I hope you enjoy it. that's so sad that the people that are looking to the church to see God's light might just be seeing disunity and fighting amongst us the things that should hold us together we've let divide 
That's within individual churches and within the church as a whole. And I think it's time that we really tried to stop that. Because if people are fighting amongst themselves, we haven't got the power to build God's kingdom in the way that he wants us to do. That's why David spends so long talking about APES, talking about our giftings. Because God has given us, as a church, everything we need. Within New Life Church, we have everybody with all the different giftings that we need. It goes wrong when we try to be something that we're not, when we get envious of other people and have power struggles, or when we decide we're not going to use our gifts. It sounds really hard-hitting, but that's how God's created us. And so everything we need is within our church, and when we work together... What a light we shine. That's what God longs to see. So our church leaders and our elders need our prayers. They need our prayers to continue to work for unity within the church, to continue to encourage us to use our gifts, to use our calling, so that we can, as a church, be the most amazing, shining city on a hill. And then finally, I think God wants his church to be restoring. And Erica's going to read from the last part of the psalm for us. Thank you. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Another translation says, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely good, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Couldn't you listen to Erica talking all day? <laughs> That's what our last series has been about. God wants us to be a restoring church. And if you want to remind yourselves of what we've said, go back and watch some of the um, talks telling us how to live beautifully in a broken world. We really need to be restoring ourselves and we need to be restoring other people. Wouldn't it be amazing if every person that walked into New Life Church felt loved felt seen, felt valued, and went home different to how they came. That's what we long for as a church, to be a place of restoration. And we're really committed to this as a church. That's why we have our pastoral team, to really try and care for us so that we have the strength to care for other people. Amelia and the worship team, supported by our amazing technical team. Of course, I help them as well. <laughs> they put so much time and effort into creating the space for us to encounter God. What happens on a Sunday and in encounter evenings doesn't happen by accident. They pray, they seek God to find out what he wants to be doing. That's what they're trying to create for us as a church. We've got groups like Just Be and Reflect. They give people the opportunity to connect. They give us the opportunity to connect. But you come on a Monday night and see the Just Be group and the way that they are just communicating with each other, the way that Michelle has built up a space where everybody feels valued 
and loved and can be themselves. That's what being a restoring church is. And I think that part in the Psalm 23 that God really wants us to focus on today is where he prepares that table. Because at the moment, lots of people are going through really, really tough times. And we can sometimes use that as an excuse to say, I've got no light to shine. You have. Because God prepares that table for us in the presence of his enemies. He doesn't take away some of the stuff that's going on. And sometimes we have to go through those hard times for whatever reason. But that doesn't mean that we can't still feast and delight in God. Because that's what that psalm's telling us. That table is there for us all the time. We just need to make sure we are sitting down at the right table and feasting with God. That's what he longs for us to do individually and also as a church. I think that's something to really hold on to. And so whatever you've been through, whatever your past is, if there are issues that Safeguarding Sunday might bring up for you, know that you're not alone. Know that God is right there beside you. And so are we. God longs for us to know him deeply, to live free from shame and to be able to rejoice in who he's made us to be. Because when we do that individually, when we do that as a church, then we can truly be the refreshing, the responsible and the restoring church that our community so desperately needs. So I wonder what you're going away thinking about at the end of our Safeguarding Sunday. What has Psalm 23 been saying to you today? What does God want to change in you? What does God want to refresh or restore in you? What responsibility have you got to show his light? And how can we shine more light from our hill? How as a church can we be shining more light? How individually can we be shining more light? The Lord is my shepherd. I have it. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed the teaching. We'd love to hear from you, so please contact us. All the details can be found on our website. God bless.